Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesele and you come to me for hard facts. Hello Lagos, I am Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajabi, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election um, had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. Mm. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now Zimbabwe has got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lakotians are tuning in. 570,000. 630,674,720,000. The latest numbers are 974,000 people listening to Hard Facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your Hard Facts. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesele and these are your hard facts. The first hard fact of the day. Hard, hard facts now has 975,000 listeners. 74,000 listeners, sorry. I don't know why you love us so much on hard facts, but we love you right back. Thank you for choosing this show every day while you are at work, while you are at home, while you are on the road or in between these places. I don't take my job as your president lightly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me your ears. Thank you for telling people to tune in. Thank you for telling people about this show. Ha! Thank you. <laughs> Second hard fact of the day. It's day 16 of the annual 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. It's the last day. Unfortunately, it will not be the last day for violence against women. Tomorrow, there'll be new cases here in Lagos. The day after that, the day after that, the day after that, there'll be reports of violence against women. The goal of these 16 days was to put the problem in front of all of us, in front of all our faces, so that it pinches us. And maybe if it pinches us um, enough and we get angry enough about it, we're going to decide that more than words are needed. So that's your second hard fact. Third hard fact of the day, Maina has allegedly fainted in court. I think we need to do a special report about the sickness that makes public officials faint in court or faint at paddles. It's a serious pandemic, I tell you. And then we also need to start having medics stationed at um, the courts where these politicians will be at. So that anybody that faints, bam, medics will swoop in, you know, resuscitate them and will continue the process. They faint again, will resuscitate them again, will continue the process. All right there in the court. If you need to shoot them with adrenaline, shoot them with adrenaline. Let the process be ongoing. You know what I mean? Because it's beginning to look like once there's a corruption allegation or corruption matter, somebody must faint. And if that person fends, our matter cannot end there, you know? So have a medic team on ground. If you faint, we resuscitate you. We'll continue. If you faint again, we resuscitate you again. <laughs> and speaking of pandemics, 474 new cases nationwide yesterday, COVID-19. So 552 days ago, 474 uh, yesterday and you people are forgetting that this thing is here this thing is is out there so be cool take precautions take all the precautions seriously i've got a great show for you today on the big three let's talk about human rights in nigerian culture and society and then we're going to talk about Lagosians telling the nsars panels that uh, they or their loved ones were victims of the lekki shootings then let's talk about president buhari's decision not to appear before the National Assembly today. Now, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter. We have a poll going on Twitter at the moment. We'd like to hear your thoughts there. Twitter is Nigeria Info FM. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. And uh, YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. Thursday means we're bringing you League of Extraordinary Nigerians from 4 and then Eyewitness from 4.30. On today's Big Hard Fact, let's talk about the situation at the ports. 
Let's talk about the bottlenecks with clearing containers. Let's talk about export registration. Let's talk about traffic and congestion. Let's talk about all the things that make commercial life at the ports a nightmare. I'll have an expert who has worked in that sector for decades. I'll also have Bemishola Alonge from uh, Steers Business. She's a financial journalist and uh, we'll have a great conversation here. Of course, there's news updates coming your way at the top of every hour. But let me bring you today's big three. This is the big three. The big three. On Hard Facts. On 99.3. Nigeria Info. Can we make Nigerian society more respectful of human rights? Should the president have appeared before the National Assembly? Did hospitals hide the bodies of lucky shooting victims? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Our first story is World Human Rights Day. That's today. I want us to talk about human rights in Nigeria. When we say human rights or human rights violations, people's minds often go straight to government. And yes, all over the world, governments are among the biggest players when it comes to human rights. They have the most power to defend them and they have the most power to abuse them. But government isn't alone. Everybody in society has power to abuse human rights. And some societies do it more than others. And I think you and I need to talk about whether or not our culture here in Nigeria truly respects human rights. So let's look at some examples, right? First of all, children's rights. We have one of the highest rates of out-of-school children on earth, meaning that we don't respect children's rights to education. Now, some of it is because there are not enough schools. But even when there are schools, you see a lot of Nigerians refusing to send their children or their wards to school. Instead, they enslave them as domestic workers, as traders, and while we're talking about children, let's talk about the high rates of child abuse, child rape, child rape disguised as marriage, physical abuse of children. This year on Hard Facts, we covered so many stories of child abuse, physical abuse of children. But children are not alone. Even adults get their rights abused. We've been talking about gender-based violence, for instance. It's rampant in Nigeria. Women who are half the population are unsafe. Rape, intimate partner violence, these are the dangers. Then you have the abuses that both men and women face. Workplace exploitation. So, for example, I'm giving these examples um, because there are there are, there are situations that um, um, these are all situations that don't involve government. These situations all do not involve government. These these situations are you and I. You and I and each other's are each other's bosses who are exploiting each other. You're somebody's husband. You're somebody's wife. You're somebody's uh, 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 um, uh, what's the word, word I'm looking for now? Auntie or uncle. You're somebody's parent. So it's not government doing that one. It's you doing that one. It's you abusing the right of somebody else. Regular Nigerians violating the human rights of other regular Nigerians. And of course, you can't talk about human rights without talking about government officials abusing human rights. Yesterday, we talked about police and last mile officer, officers sometimes setting people up. There's extrajudicial killings, like the one being reported out of Port Harcourt by our sister station in Port Harcourt. You heard that on the news today. Police officers allegedly shot a keke driver dead, and that led to a lot of chaos. Now, you can make the argument that the behavior of government officials simply mirror the behavior of the society they come from. So these problems we talk about, like police brutality, are they simply reflecting the fact that our society in general has a lot of work to do when it comes to respecting human rights? How do we go about making Nigerians 
and Nigerian culture more respectful of fundamental human rights. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. So I took the time to outline for you where it starts, where the abuses start with your children, with your domestic staff, with women, with men, with women and men in the workplace. And then, of course, at the hands of government. And then I wrapped up by saying that perhaps... The government is a reflection of the people. Because the people do not respect human rights at the heart of it, you cannot expect your government to respect human rights. What do you think? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. How are you, sir? What's your name? Oh, sorry about that. Call back if you can. We've got Chris in Ikoyi. Hello, Chris. President Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You are analyzing the whole thing, but for me, I think government, we still need to blame. For me, I still need to blame government because okay. they, are, they are to checkmate all these things you roll out to us now. For me, on my own part, at least I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing the best. Is your radio on? Sorry, let me move away from the radio. Okay. Thank you, President Sandra. For me, I'm trying on my own end to do what I think is right. So it's left for the government to checkmate those who are committing all these things you are saying. The child build, the women rape, all these things. You know they've been preferring solutions what to do. Oh, we'll do this, anybody. But at the end, what did they do? Nothing. You just talk about the killing in Patakot. Kekemarua. Eh? I've been calling these days, say, please, I'm begging Nigerians, please. You should just let go of whatever this guy does. Don't make trouble with any of them. Try and do the right thing. I know it's not easy. They will not come and force you out of your way when you are doing the right thing. Eh? Look at the British man that uh, Quadri speak with in the morning. When they talk of human rights, then Nigerians will start celebrating something with them. We shouldn't do that with them. Hello, President Sandra. I'm here. I can hear you. <laughs> we shouldn't be part of them, who, those who celebrate such things. Eh? Can I say something about the big three? The, the, um, yeah, the big three. This is part of the big three. You're already uh-huh. saying something about the big three. Hello, Christopher. Sorry about that. We've got Caleb in our gig. Hello, Caleb. Caleb, are you there? Oh, no. Caleb will say his village people tried him. He gets on air only to be put on hold. 99.3, hello. Hello, I'm on Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Chris, welcome. Uh, just like you rightly said uh, during the introduction, I think uh, somehow you know, the government is in the session of the people. The government didn't actually fall from heaven. Chris, thanks for calling. We've got uh, Peculia uh, on the line. Peculia is in Ikurudu. Welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Um, you know, 
something, something got me interested to call you today. Okay. What you are, when, when you are explaining some this uh, human rights things. Mm. You know, I remember there some hours ago, mm-hmm. I went out to get some things, one shop like that. Okay. I saw a little boy that is not up to, let me say, eight years. Mm-hmm. When I entered the shop, he ran to me. Say, what do you want to buy? Uh, and I asked him, what is wrong with you? What are you doing here? I don't know the shop. He said, yes. And I'm the one that is here. Hmm. Uh, I am so surprised. I said, you are the one that is selling something here. He said, yes. I said, uh, why are you not in school? My sister, he started looking at me as if to say, I'm a stupid person or mm. something like that. Mm. I asked him, at your age, you are here. Send me something. You are not in school. What are you doing here? What exactly are you doing here? Who brought you in this place? He was looking at me. I think to say that I'm... I'm just, I look at myself as a mumu, let me put it that way, mumu person, when you gave sense. Mm. I look at everything. I just, I just left the shop. And go went to another shop and you know, get what I am looking for. Mm. And I leave the well, there is a, a lady that is that is over there asking me what is the problem. I say, ah, look at this young, this little boy that is supposed to be in school, and he's here. Someone get mind, somebody get mind to brought this guy to be in the shop. The time that he's supposed to be in school, he's here selling something at this age. Then, what are we talking about? Everything, that, just like I, when you explain it, everything is not all about government, government, government. Some things we are the cause of everything. Hmm. How, how, do we, how, how do we change that? Before you go, can you tell me if you think we can, first of all, change that and how you think we can change that? Do you have any ideas? Uh, let me say, the idea that I have hmm. is if we who get a little knowledge, we can start talking to people, educating some people about this. I believe with that, things will change. But that is the only way that I, I believe. If government and um, private companies, all this, like social media, if we can do all this, mm. because now everybody... I did not see anybody in Nigeria now that do not have a phone that is browsing, you know, browsing, going on in social media, mm. doing one or two things. If we can use that to educate people, mm. I believe it will work. Like the way we did, people, you people did in this uh, coronavirus, and you people are still doing more mm. to educate us. Mm. So I believe it will work that way. All right. Thank you so much for calling us, Peculiar. I really loved hearing from you. Uh, we'll take a final call and then uh, take a break. There's not there's not enough time to bring you story two. And trust me, you want to hear today's story too. Because casualties of the Lekki shootings are coming forward at the Lagos panel. That's our second story. I'll tell you everything you need to know about that particular story. But let's talk to Yunus. Uh, on the phone. Hello, Yunus. Welcome. Yeah, on the on the issue of human rights mm-hmm. abuses mm-hmm. in Nigeria, right? We, yeah, government has a huge responsibility of ensuring that those issues that are raised, especially uh, when human rights are being violated and are being reported right. to the appropriate authority, mm. government has the responsibility at different level to ensure that the cost of justice is not compromised. Then, as individuals, we also, whoever has supported the case, has the responsibility of following through the case. Because, like you rightly said, the leaders or the government itself, they are a part of this Nigerian society. Mm-hmm. So, an abuser, for instance, would not take a case of abuse as seriously as somebody that is not an abuser. So, but if we ensure that we follow through. We would mount pressure on them and ensure that justice is done. If you leave it to government alone and you don't follow through, we may not achieve the desired result. All right. Thank that you so much. Hope. That's a, it's yeah, a that very, is, very insightful opinion. 
Yeah, that is my opinion on that. And then on the issue of the president mm. being summoned by the Federal House of Representatives, mm-hmm. either it is right for him to uh, to decline, mm-hmm. or it is compulsory on him to uh, to attend the uh, the meeting. I mean, uh, the call mm. asking to appear before the House of Representatives to give account mm. of what is happening in the Northeast specifically. So uh, there are certain issues that, you know, at some point, I believe that we can analyze all the issues on, on, uh, in this country mm. as in, uh, has brought us into more crisis. So I want a situation where if you have a sensitive issue like this, let there be a lawyer who can be making reference to constitutional provisions. Huh? And then I would also advise the Federal House of Representatives to ensure that if they are convinced that there is a constitutional provision to compel the president to appear before them to give account of what is happening in, in the Northeast, they should go through the court to ensure that that is done to drag him down to the National Assembly so that in future there will be a case to make reference to. But if, there is, if truly there is no constitutional provision and on the basis of emotion, we want to say, okay, he must appear, we'll be having more crisis. Because when, when, when you throw cases like this to us in public, a lot of us will come with emotions. We may not necessarily come from the constitutional perspective. Well, the, the lawyers that. have spoken on the issue and they actually say that there's a constitutional provision. But you know, so I need to take a break. Thanks for calling. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Your number one station for talk. Let's talk. The Big Three. The Big Three. On the Hard Facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. Casualties of the Lekki shootings are coming forward at the Lagos panel. That's our second story. When it comes to the Lekki shootings, people still ask, where are the bodies? Where are the injured? If you're watching us on Facebook right now, I'm showing you footage of the injured. I'm showing you footage of uh, people who came to the Lagos State Judicial Panel. Our Facebook live feed is Nigeria Info 99.3. And uh, we also have uh, YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. Go take a look at that footage for yourself. Taking uh, the Judicial Panel of Inquiry on the 4th of December 2020. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. This is Hard Facts. Some of the survivors of the shooting came to the panel, showed their injuries. Some of them are amputees, some of them have head injuries, and they're claiming to have sustained these at the toll gate. I'm going to play you the voice of Dabira Olua, who spoke at the panel venue. She's also the one from one of the videos at that toll gate. Remember the video at the toll gate that I played for you some time ago where a woman was shouting to the people in the crowd, sit down, sit down, sit down. Yeah, that's the lady whose voice I'm about to play for you. And here's what she had to say.
If you were watching on Facebook, you saw her standing in front of a banner, a banner with pictures of people who were injured at the Trollgate shooting. Now, apart from these injured people, Dabira Olua also testified about what she claims happened to the dead. She claimed that she and other protesters put some of the dead and the dying in ambulances that night to be carried to hospitals. But she also said that when they went to follow up and check on them, that the hospitals refused to let them see the bodies. She said, quote, We also requested to see the dead protesters who were brought in. The doctors refused us access from seeing the dead bodies. The media man waded in again, and we could only see one of the dead bodies whose head was torn by a bullet fired to his head. He was laid at the emergency unit. The doctor called the corpse John Doe. End quote. By the way, here are the names of the 22 people Dabira Olua spoke on behalf of. They all have come to the panel with their gunshot wounds, claiming they sustained them at the toll gate. RFK is male. Lecon Williams is male. Felix Nandip is male. Adams Moses. Akindele Damilola is male. Uh, Samuel Lodium is male. Emmanuel John is male, Isaac Amede is male, Charles Uzoma male, Raymond Simon Abba male, Samuel Anthony male, Andrew Gochuku male, Bobby Maduka male, Moses Oyi male, Emmanuel George male, Nelson Andrew male, Sharif Akande male, Chigazie Chukujeku male, Shoba Mohammed male, and Damilola Adedayo male. Those are the names of the people that uh, Dabira Olua spoke on behalf of. So this is some of the testimony from the Lagos Judicial Panel of Inquiry. And I'm curious what you have to say. We have now seen injured people. We've now heard from eyewitnesses who saw dead bodies, who have identified the hospitals that they claim the bodies were taken to. They are accusing these specific hospitals of hiding the bodies. What do you think about that testimony? What do you think uh, the next steps from the panel should be? Do you think that these hospitals should be summoned? Do you think their staff should be summoned? 0700-993-993-993. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, you're seeing footage of the injured people in a bus that they were chattered uh, in to the panel of inquiry here in Lagos to give their testimony about the shooting. Several injuries. Some of them, ampute- uh, some of them amputees. 0700-993-993-993. If the phone lines are acting up, and I think they are, please send us a message on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And also share your thoughts via Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Ihanyo Bata in Surulere says, persons in authority or power are a reflection of the society. They did not fall from the blues. The people should checkmate the leaders and not vice versa, as some who called have opined. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Sandra. Put your radio off. What's your name? My name is Levi Taiden. Welcome. Oh, about uh, the program you're talking about, yeah, the lucky soldier shooting. I think more should be done about this uh, officer there. That's really light going down that day, pushing. Yeah, I know. That was the fact. I was in the protest for like two days, and I see that that place is a very cool place for, for the protest. But seeing that, then only this one should come there and display that play that night is clearly unbearable. And I think this place is very, very, very uh, They surely check it and see if so the copies are there from the inside and professor. Hello? I can hear you. Yeah. Number two, again, there's something that I just want to like complain to you. It's about a crime being committed. Can I? A crime being committed. Send me a WhatsApp yeah. message, okay, so that we don't derail the conversation. Thanks for calling. 99.3, hello. 
Andrew, sorry, you have to put on the volume. It's okay. What's your name? Uh, Osas. Welcome. Go ahead. Sandra, on the night of that shooting, right? Mm -hmm. Channel television reporter was holding bullets in his hands. Yes. Live on Channel TV. Yes. With people using to fire, phone touch lights. What happened to that report? Are they saying that Channel Channel cannot even say anything at all? <laughs> this country there. Ah, no. It's very unfortunate. As in, like, I watched that in life, life. And the, on the morning of that thing, on, on the show of the shooting, I rise reporter, they allowed them close to that uh, toll gate. Are you supposed to deny uh, media people from going to that gate? They have the right there. So we all know the truth. I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people that died. I don't know, but at least. Yeah, something, something is hidden somewhere. I don't even understand this, Andrew. I hear you, sir. So the thing, the matter is that, okay, now, even if they go to the hospital now, they summon, let's summon, as you want to summon people to go to that hospital, to go check it by now, well, they, they can call the team maker director to say, don't ever, it's it, it, order from above now. They won't see anything. Dead bodies or things, that kind of thing now. They will not see it. So that's the truth. Because we are living in a banana republic, what do you call it? Yeah, monkeys can jump and eat banana, nobody will talk to them. Thanks for calling. 99.3, hello. Yeah, Sandra. Could you you remember when show? somebody called was accusing you, you are giving wrong uh, this thing, where are the dead bodies? Where are the people are now coming to claim um, uh, that they were shot or they, their families are not coming? You remember? Hello, President Sandra. I can hear you, go ahead. So I wish such people are listening. I don't want to mention their name. There's one from Ikurudu. He never agreed with you when you were telling all these things. He said, no, nobody could, nobody died. Nobody did this. But today, you look at what that woman is saying. The doctors refused them to see the dead body they put in that ambulance. I wish they can mention the name of that hospital. I wish they can mention the name. So those supporters of this government who were accusing you dead because I listened to them, Sandra, you are propagating this. Nobody, let them come out. Where are, who is coming out to claim? Let go Nobody's coming out to claim. The panel of judiciary is there. Nobody's got. But today, look at what you are saying. I want those set of people to call, especially the guy from Ikurudu. Let him call. Thank you, Sandra. All right, Chris, thanks for calling. 99.3, hello. Can you hear me? Good afternoon, Sandra. I can hear you. Welcome, Mo. My What's name you? is Blessing from Banana Island. Welcome, I, I don't know if you are hearing me. I'm hearing My you. My brother, Moses Akai, sustained injury. I took him personally to hospital and I paid his hospital bill before we went to my father's burial. I d can you hear me? I can hear you. You say your brother sustained injuries? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The networks are from my village. I did tell you. I don't know what's going on with that, but I wanted to hear that story. Yes, I do that when I'm frustrated. <laughs> All right, let's go to WhatsApp. Uh, we've got uh, Pato from Elasa who says, Sandra, I'm one of your listeners every day. We love you. Oh, my God. Pato, thank you so much for being one of my listeners every day. Thank you. Uh, it's really unfortunate that Nigerians are in this era of governance. It's also clear that the hospitals responsible for the cover-up of the dead are having full cover from the government. But Berizim in full force. Steve Oferini, Jani King says. Steve, thanks for your message. We've got more people who are calling the show at the moment. Uh, uh, good afternoon. What will those that have been saying that there was no shooting at Lekki Toll Plaza be saying now that all of this has been revealed? Kingsley from Lekki is asking. Uh, we've got uh, Kane Danny Jagun who says that uh, it's so sad that the government is playing politics with the life of its innocent youth. Do these people have a conscience? These same politicians will go to the mosque and the church and uh, our religious leaders will give them a front seat. Let's talk to somebody who's calling us. I think your name is, is uh, Frederick. Okay, Frederick. Welcome to the show, Frederick. Thanks for calling. Hello, Frederick. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sandra. Yes. It's first time, first time caller. Good to have you on the show today. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. On that day, I think I watched on the television. Mm. There is one NTA uh, reporter mm -hmm. who was lying down for safety. 
shouting on that day. Where is that woman? Can she come out to come and testify what happened on that day? She was there. Yes, eh? I saw that report. I know the report you're talking about. I saw it. Okay, okay, thank, okay, thank you. Hmm. So for the hospital, if they can just come out and measure the name of the hospitals, so that the, 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 the people can go there and go and verify. Look at the they, panel expressing. They, they mentioned uh, it. They mentioned the names of the hospitals at the panel. I just left it out in my report. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so they have to do something about it. People are dying every day by day. We can't just keep quiet. Eh? Thank you very much. You are doing a good work. God will bless you. Thank you, Frederick, for calling. Let's move on to our final story. But not to worry, you can still talk about the first one when you call. The final story is also a good one. President Buhari will not appear before the National Assembly. So first, Femi Bajabia Miller, the House of Rope Speaker, said that the Assembly was inviting the President to discuss the security situation. Then we heard from the Presidency that he would honour the invitation. And then yesterday, Attorney General Abubakar Malami said it was not constitutional. And now the president has changed his mind. <clears throat> now, let me present you the arguments for and against. If that first caller uh, had waited, he would have heard these arguments and then uh, he would have had a more informed opinion. That's what hard facts does, after all. Helps you form an informed opinion. Now, first, let me quote Abubakar Malami for you, the AGF and an SAN. He said, quote, The National Assembly has no constitutional power to envisage or contemplate a situation where the president will not, would be summoned by the National Assembly on operational use of the armed forces, end quote. He also said, quote, the confidentiality of strategies employed by the president as the commander in chief of the armed forces of the Federal Republic of Nigeria is not open for public exposure in view of security implications in probable undermining of the war against terror, end quote. That's Malami's argument. Now, let me quote for you another S.A.N. who disagrees with Malami on constitutional grounds. Femi Falano, he said, quote, by the combined effect of sections 88 and 89 of the Constitution, the National Assembly is empowered to summon any public officer, including the president, in the course of conducting investigation into any matter with respect to which it has power to make laws and the conduct of affairs of any person, authority, ministry or government department charge or intended to be charged with the duty of or responsibility for executing or administering laws enacted by the National Assembly. It is pertinent to note that the powers conferred on the National Assembly under the provisions of this section are exercisable only for the purpose of enabling it to make laws with respect to any matter within its legislative competence and to correct any defects in existing laws and expose corruption, inefficiency, or waste in the execution or administration of funds appropriated by it. End quote. So first I've given you the argument of Abubakar Malami, and now I've given you the argument of Femi Falano. They're both uh, SANs. Falano is saying that the Constitution doesn't place a national security exception on the National Assembly's power to summon the president. As long as it's an issue for which the assembly makes laws and approves a budget, it has a right to ask the president about it. That's Falano's position. Now, I checked sections 88 and 89 myself. And I must point out that they have no limitations for national security. But at the same time, Malamin's statement makes a point about public discussions. So the argument perhaps can be made that even if the president must brief the National Assembly on the war on terror, the briefing should not take place in a public sitting. We have precedents for this. So, for example, in the U.S., the Congress has what they call armed services committees and intelligence committees. And these committees get very high-level briefings on operations with top-secret info. But those briefings are not done in public hearings. On the other hand, you have the optics 
Falano says that since the president already agreed to this invitation, changing his mind right before it happens could be an embarrassment. Do you agree? Whose constitutional, whose interpretation of constitutional power do you agree with? Do you agree more with Malamis or Falanos? What of the question of public versus private briefing on security? What about Falanos' point that a reversal will be embarrassing for the president? And then, should the president appear before the National Assembly or not? We have a poll on Twitter at the moment, and you can take part in that poll where we're asking the same question. Should the president appear before the National Assembly or not? 92.8% of voters so far say yes, he should have appeared. And 7.2% uh, of the voters say no, he should not appear before the panel. What say you? 0700-993-993-993. Yes, you can talk about the other stories on today's show. World Human Rights Day. How do we make Nigerians more answerable, more receptive to upholding human rights. Story two, we brought you a report about the victims of the Lekki Toll shooting showing up at the Lagos State Judicial Panel of Inquiry. Uh, what say you about that? They're accusing specific hospitals of hiding bodies. What do you think about that testimony? What do you think the next step of the panel should be? Do you think the hospitals involved should be summoned? Do you think their staff should be summoned? And then on to our final story. Who do you agree with? Malami or Falano? Peter is in Ikori. Peter, welcome. Good afternoon, Sandra. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the first uh, topic, the lady is not lying. I was there that 20th of October life. I saw people. I before I left there, to like more than thirty minutes. People died. Not this one government is just they are just playing their gamble, they are playing with Nigerian people every day. People died. I saw blood, I saw people in my eye. I was there life. But I've been listening every day, but I don't have opportunity to call. Thank God I called today. I was live. All this gambling they are playing. I just playing gambling for the people. What do you think happened to the bodies? You say you were there. What happened then to I, the I was there, but the, 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 when the ambulance arrived, they started blowing that siren. We are, we are, we are, we are. That's the time I saw, I, come, I came there with some people. So mm. the people already left. And I saw, I put my hand in my pocket. I saw my phone. I saw the missed call. I said, where are you? He said, are they already in the Koyi Bridge? I said, okay, I'm coming. I ended up walking down mm. and I left this. I, even on my way going, I saw some people. I saw somebody with injury that they shoot. Even in my front, they carry the first body. The first carry the first degree. They, somebody pick him and throw him in the front for them. They, they have killed this one who take it. And then they go and throw it in the front of them. Mm. This one, they are just denying. They are, they are, they are just denying to, to, to hide what they are doing for the Nigerian people every day. Okay. So okay. I didn't, all right. Thank, thank you. Well, the second topic, huh? when? I didn't know. They have to continue to do whatever they do. It's, it's the same thing. We know what they are doing in Nigeria. So we are Nigeria now. We are, we are okay with what they are doing. The game they play. The politics they play, they should play. Whatever they, they tire, they don't leave Nigerian people the way they, 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 the way they made them. Thank you very much. Thank you, Peter, for calling. We've got Ekene in Ajikunle on the line. Ekene, welcome. Ekene, go ahead. Hello, Chandra. Uh, my name is Akana. Yes. Since the incident of that uh, October 2020, mm. uh, I've been trying hard to uh, assess you, but in no way. Mm. All throughout this uh, uh, Loki Massacre shooting uh, show. Okay. okay. Uh, before that incident, I'm a trader of Nation 5. I trade on Tricycle Pass and I have uh, so many soldiers who came to my shop for services. I have so many of them as my friends. Okay. You okay. But before that incident, you know that there was a curfew. Mm -hmm. The Lagos State government was a curfew. Mm -hmm. And before that incident, when the I have a friend of so, who is a soldier, uh, we were at the shop at my business place. Mm -hmm. When that uh, news came that uh, the, there is a curfew. Okay. But I didn't go home. I didn't go home. I was at my shop that time. 
And suddenly the soldier left me. All the soldiers we have around, they left me. Okay. Because uh, they left the premises because there was uh, an emergency. Okay. They have to respond to it. But then the following day, mm. I see came up. I showed up at my business place, but we I didn't open. We were just hanging around with my fellow guys uh, at the hood. So at the evening, the evening, that my friend, I have a friend, he is a soldier. He mm. came up and I was discussing with him about the Lake Massacre. There is a news I had in the internet that shows that Lake Massacre. My soldiers uh, went to the Lake Target to get peaceful protesters and started shooting at them. And uh, he told me, yes, yes, that he witnessed the, the, uh, the incident in himself. Okay. But I now asked him, was he among the people that went for the operation? He said no, that the operation they went there wasn't from his division. But why he was able to open up to me mm. like this is because how close are we are to him. And we have we, we are there at the shop. We have drank the understand. I took him out with drink that day because there was a coffee, you understand. Mm. All business were locked and because uh, I don't know whether he's uh, out of drunk, uh, maybe he has drunk a lot. That's why he closed those things for me. Mm. And I actually opened up to me. He told me that he was, the oppression wasn't from his chambership. He was part of the people who first cleared the dead body that was the shot that was there. That he was one of the people who went with the ambulance to uh, move the dead bodies to the, the Australian division. We are in the mortuary. Some of them were in the particular hospital, which he did not disclose to me. And he said that some of them even bring, brought the, some of the dead bodies to their barracks. That even their barracks that day was filled up with dead bodies. That so many people were killed. So I was so, I was so, so, you know, annoyed by the incident, hearing this from him, no, I don't know. Ever since that day, even when that news of making uh, massacre, when the government says it was fake news, I know all these things were real from what I was told. You understand? These soldiers that told me all these things are soldiers that are very close to me. They are friends. But because of the interest, because of the real the bond of relationship, mm. Between me and him, that's why he was able to tell me all these things. I didn't actually record it, but I knew it in my mind that those fake news of a thing are all lies. That incident was real. It's a real massacre. Uh, It was a real, real massacre. You understand? That's all. Ekene, thank you for calling. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Someone with uh, hearsay there claiming that a soldier told him stories about what happened on the 20th. If you just joined the show and you're wondering what's going on, we bring you three of the biggest stories of the day every day, except for Fridays. Fridays, we bring you three of the biggest stories around the world for the week, uh, between three and four. And today, I've told you it's World Human Rights Day and we've talked about Nigerians and the uh, culture of not respecting human rights. Then we moved from that story to victims of the Lekki Toolgate shootings, loved ones of the Lekki Toolgate shootings coming forward. I showed you a video, and if you're watching on Facebook right now, you're looking at that video, a, a, a bus, a coaster bus filled with uh, victims of the Lekki Toolgate shooting. Some of them amputated, some of them have injuries on their head, and they were led by this young lady who said this at the panel of inquiry here in Lagos. from the armies at the Lekki Target massacre. This is real. This is life. 
demands justice for these people. Yes, they do not have voice, but we all that are still standing can stand for them and get justice for them. This is what is going on. Some of them have been discharged from the hospital prematurely. They were discharged prematurely without proper treatment, without proper care. They just discharged them. Like this morning, we had to take two other people for emergency. This morning, please, Nigerians, this is what is happening, and we can't afford to keep quiet. We all should amplify this and get justice for them. On Facebook, Ekpenwele Saturday says it's a pity for a hospital to cover up. What a shame to the doctors and the government of this country. We've got uh, Mazi Uche-Victor who says, President Sandra, I cried before. Now I can comment. I hope Lai Mohammed will see this. Today is Human Rights Day. CNN did their pure investigation and the government tagged it fake. Now the victims are here with pure evidence. Some of them, their leg has been cut off. The hospital that hides the dead bodies, they should arrest them but my fear now is that they may make they may take them out for mass burial many were shot on in that lucky shooting sandra you can now see it with your eyes you were arguing that's why they haven't uh, you were arguing that why haven't they come to attest to this Okay, Mazuchi Victor, thank you for your message. Uh, Amuniko Radebowale says, can you please let us have the responsibility of the panel of inquiry? I'm not trying to understand what you're asking for. Maybe clarify. We've got... Um uh, more comments here from uh, Olumuiwa Okeowo, who says, The Almighty God shall continue to protect you and Nigeria in firm. Thank you, Olumuiwa. Ibrahim Juma Jamlik says that, uh, Where is Mr. Lai Mohammed? We've got Olato Singh Samuel, who says, If you're still supporting this government, I tell you that um, you're not a good person. Uh, Master Praise Udim says, Sandra, you cannot fight with the government because they're directly involved with this and they're doing everything to cover it up. All power belongs to them. Abdullahi Afiz says, government ought to ensure no one is deprived of their fundamental human rights and they can achieve this by educating the populace on their rights as humans, create avenues for reporting abuse of human rights, uh, punish the abusers reward the victims all right three stories today the very first one uh, human rights day the second one victims of the lekki tool shooting coming to the panel of inquiry and the final one the president not appearing before the national assembly lagos let's bring you league of extraordinary nigerians next and after that we'll bring you eyewitness at five o'clock let's talk about the bottlenecks at the port i am sandra Ezekwesili. don't go away this is your number one station. 99.3. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk.